0: Hey. Hey, you. This is Steve. Got a secret for you. This episode, it's an April Fool's Day joke. Don't take it too seriously. It was originally launched on April 1st. So before you unsubscribe from the podcast in a fit of rage or send me hate mail about the content of this episode, not intended to be taken seriously, if you want actual useful information, just skip to the next episode in the feed. Hey, welcome to BJJ Mental Models episode 172. I'm Steve Kwan. BJJ Mental Models is your guide to a conceptual and intelligent jujitsu approach. And today, back for a very special conversation, we got Mr. Sonny Brown all the way from Australia. How are you doing, buddy? Steve, I'm doing excellent. How are you today, mate? I am also doing good. I'm especially excited because this is a topic that you and I have been talking about for quite a while, just waiting for the right time to release this conversation. Yeah. Do you want to introduce it or do you want
1: me to give it a quick intro? Sure. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll give you some of the primer notes, you know, the the crib notes, so to speak, and then maybe you can expand upon it because really it's a topic that we never stop talking about, I think is the best way to put it. I mean, we're always going back and forth on it because it is such a powerful topic to be discussing and to try and, you know, master. And I think, you know, all the time we've spent working on it, we certainly have come very close, if not the closest, to getting the mastery in this topic. And that is, of course, the law of attraction, the basis of which all good, solid mental models are built. Would you would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. And that's
0: actually the reason I wanted to have this conversation. I mean, part of what we try to do is document and record all of the major concepts in the art of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So, on our website right now, we've got like well over a hundred of these things to the point where it really gets hard to organize all of these. And a question that I often get from listeners is, look there's a lot of aspects of jujitsu jitsu and a lot of concepts even if you try to keep it simple there's still a never-ending library of concepts out there that you can study so i'm often asked are there any fundamental concepts any things that you would recommend from day one that you teach jujitsu jitsu people and something that we haven't spoken about but something that directly answers that question is the law of attraction which in my opinion, is the most powerful mental model of them all. And arguably, like you said, you could argue that this is the mental model that all other mental models are ultimately derived from. For those who aren't familiar with the law of attraction, I mean, it first came onto my radar with the book, The Secret, a classic from quite a while ago, actually, now it was written, but I remember it captured the world by storm. But one of the things that's odd about The Secret is that, to this point, it has never really actually crossed paths into the MMA and BJJ domain we talk about this on a lot of other aspects of life but it doesn't really cross over or hasn't so far into the world of jiu-jitsu but I would argue that effective application of the law of attraction can really increase your success your training the quality of your team basically every aspect of your jiu-jitsu life can be improved through successful application of this law which is part of the reason why I wanted to talk about it here today and make sure that we give it the attention it deserves.
1: Yeah, very much it's going to affect your team, your game, every part of your jujitsu makeup and life, really. I mean, we often see people now referring to their jujitsu jitsu as, as tribes. And there's one thing I always like to say, Steve, and that is that your vibe attracts your tribe. And that's part of, you know, the, the law of attraction is the thoughts and the intentions that you put out there into the world – it's going to come back in the people that you surround yourself with. And the same thing can be applied to techniques and escapes and submissions. You got to believe that those techniques are going to work before they ever have any chance of doing so. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something that
0: is really counterintuitive to a grappler. But the more that I study the arts, the more I see the wisdom in that. Um, we had Sean J. Hibero on recently on the podcast And he talked about the importance of having confidence and argued that confidence is in a lot of ways more important than having technique that's really, really solid. And I can relate to this. I felt this myself. I mean, I'm sure you felt this as well. Sometimes a white belt walks into the gym, has never trained before and you roll with them it's their first roll ever and they're surprisingly good they can actually give even a good black belt a good amount of trouble and it doesn't happen with all white belts but it happens once in a while to the point that it bears notice and after analyzing this through over a decade of training the conclusion i've come away with is that a lot of people just better understand the law of attraction they understand how to manifest the results that they want in jujitsu and that can give
1: you a massive leg up over the people who have actually spent the time to Definitely. I mean, in those cases, I think we see it playing out right in front of our eyes, where, of course, we are living in a world of multiple universes. This is merely one timeline that we are inhabiting, and we are coming up against uh, someone who has been practicing the law of attraction and building that confidence before they step into the gym. And they are able to cause a collapse of all those alternate realities into the one that they have been envisioning. And there's going to be that battle that takes place about whose reality actually wins.
0: Yeah, this is now at this point, I mean, we're getting pretty deep into the science of the law of attraction, right? I mean, we can talk quite a bit about the the mechanics behind it, especially at the quantum level, which are really interesting in terms of how this stuff operates. There's tons of science that's been published behind the law of attraction. You can just go look it up and you'll see what I'm I'm talking about. But maybe we should prime people before we get into this deep conversation here and just explain what exactly the law of attraction is. Now, I'm not an expert on the matter like you are, Sonny. but I have done a little bit of research into this myself. And my understanding is that really the law of attraction is about manifestation and the idea that if you believe it you can achieve it and that the power of belief is so strong that it can actually alter reality into to get you the results that you want and that's kind of where the whole quantum mechanics and parallel universe aspect comes into like you talked about earlier we can dig into that in a bit but it's a very common success tactic that you'll see i mean i follow a lot of these instagram pages with i think there's a great one called like alpha mindset or something like that i follow a bunch Mm -hmm them and they're always posting stuff like this about how to manifest confidence usually there's like a quote from elon musk and maybe a picture of him alongside it that kind of explains how he applies it but basically the idea is if you believe it's strong enough the universe will actually reconfigure itself to manifest your dreams and that might seem crazy at first glance i mean we're taught in jiu-jitsu that jiu-jitsu is all about learning about techniques and science and leverage and applying leverage and having a strategy and all of that is important stuff But at the end of the day, if you look at one common factor amongst everyone who's been successful at jujitsu is that they have very, very high confidence. And that's really proof positive that the law of attraction works. You can see that because with these elite level grapplers, they are all super duper confident, which of course means that whether they know it or not, they've applied the law of attraction. And that is clearly the main reason why they've been so successful.
1: Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's, that confidence that they get is not so much a byproduct of their successes in application of techniques, but the confidence is the reason that they have those successes in the first place. And that's really the, the mind-altering shift that people need to understand of the, the power of the law of attraction, is it's the confidence first, the belief first, the thoughts come first, and then they are in fact the only thing that makes people successful or makes the world the way people want to see it. It's that putting the, the intentions, the thought, the energy, the vibrations out there into the world and having a strong, a very strong conviction in those beliefs that then turns those beliefs into reality. And that becomes what you see play out every day in a gym or every day in the uh, competition scene. It's those people with strong beliefs. They're the only ones winning. We never see a reluctant champion. We never see a unsure winner. It's always the people who believe that they could do it. Otherwise they wouldn't have started. Otherwise they wouldn't have signed up. It's that belief that is driving those thoughts and those thoughts are then creating that reality on successes that these people will see. Yeah. And in that topic of studying success, one
0: thing that's important to understand is that if you want to get good at jujitsu, the first thing that you should do just to, to save time and to just be as scientific as possible is look at what successful people have done and try to emulate that and build a game plan off of that. So if you look at these elite level jujitsu grapplers who are able to win at the highest levels, uh, we can safely assume just because of their success that clearly they know what they're talking about and that makes them the best authority on these things. And what you will find is that a lot of elite level grapplers will have opinions that a lot of scientists, for example, would consider very controversial. Uh, One of them being things like belief in manifestation and belief in the law of attraction. But at the end of the day, the scientists who are criticizing this stuff tend not to be the people who are going out there and winning the gold medals, right? So my thought here is if you want to believe someone, you want to believe the competitors who are actually – racking up those medals because they're the ones who've done it so in my mind those are the people that i consider to be sort of the the first area that you should study if you really want to look at the the law of attraction and how to apply it it's not so much about talking to social psychologists or anything like that it's really about taking a look at what elite level athletes
1: do and just patterning your entire life exactly after theirs exactly i couldn't have said it better myself it is the winners that you want to look at and take their advice on this topic. I mean, if these people are not winning, if they don't have that box of gold medals stashed at home, then it's clear that, one, you don't want to listen to them, and two, they don't even believe it themselves. Absolutely. And
0: I think we can probably use this as a quick opportunity to maybe do some myth busting about how the world really works. And this is one of the revelations of Mm -hmm. the law of attraction, which is that it teaches you this. So we are taught to believe that there are all sorts of Pre-existing external variables that may be out of our control, and that there's nothing we can do about them, and that we need to acknowledge that reality. So, you know, if you're in jiu-jitsu, maybe you just aren't a very good athlete, or maybe you've got some other disadvantage that you believe would hold you back. And that can be really a, a mindset blocker that a lot of people have. But what the law of attraction teaches us is that. It doesn't actually matter how athletic you are. It doesn't even matter how good at jujitsu you are. All that really matters Mm -hmm. is your belief because your belief dictates everything. And this is where when I talk a lot about concepts and using a concept-based approach to teaching, this is where the law of attraction can be incredibly powerful as a teaching tool for the instructors out there. Rather than taking an old school technique-based approach where you sit someone down and you just in painful detail, tell them all of the steps of how to like get a triangle choke or get a guillotine choke. I mean, there's numerous technical details here and it takes a long time to memorize those and perfect those and put them into practice. But with the law of retraction, you can actually short circuit that because if your belief is strong enough, you will manifest the technique itself later with much less effort so i've changed my thinking on this recently and my encouragement to competitors now is rather than going in with a a drilling a game plan a coaching game plan rather than looking into things like you know spaced repetition and other techniques that sports psychologists talk about i think the better thing to do is to really just double down on strengthening your belief and your conviction so you know when you want to go and you want to go win blue belt worlds the most important thing is not actually the mat time that you put in but rather it is the mental prep the mindset and creating that belief mm-hmm. that you are indeed the best blue belt in the world because look when you're on the mats and you're up there with other highly highly competitive blue belts competing for the greatest honor in the world right the, the blue belt world championships what you want to make sure is that your belief is stronger than than theirs, because belief will conquer any technical deficiency that you have.
1: Exactly. And I, you know, you mentioned that there is a lot of techniques and a lot of steps to all these techniques that are, that are really anytime you have an instructor who is showing you the right or wrong way to do a technique, it's really, it's a negative pattern and conditioning that they put you in to have you believe that there's a wrong way to do a technique. I mean, that's why even have them show the technique at all. If there's going to be a right and wrong way to do it, that's why I will often spend, especially with my blue belts, the entire class just practicing our belief in triangle chokes or guard passing and just focusing on getting people to believe that they can pass the guard and that they will pass the guard and that they have pass the guard, which is the which is the key. You know, you don't have to pass the guard if you've already passed it. And I will spend about an hour working on that mindset with everyone, and they're leaving there knowing that there's not a guard that they haven't already passed. And they leave happy. They leave full of confidence. They haven't had these, you know, traumatic experiences of not being able to beat someone at the sport that perhaps they've been doing it 10 years longer than them or so. It is that belief that, no, they have beaten them. They have. It's not can. It's not will. They've already done it, Steve. And if we get that mindset into people and they believe it with all of their heart, then that's the type of championship attitude we're looking to foster.
0: Now, that's a really key black belt detail that you brought up there, and I'm really glad that Mm -hmm. you you mentioned it. So thanks, because I'd love to riff off of that here. Usually when people think about manifestation and the law of attraction, what they're thinking about is, well, I want to believe that I can do this. And that's a good start. But like you said, the true power of the law of attraction is believing that actually this has already happened, and refusing to accept any evidence or discussion from people who argue that you're wrong really that's actually the key part of the law of attraction is to manifest it you have to believe not just that it can happen but that it has happened which is why i mean this is how i Mm. overcame my limitations as a hobbyist as i think i've talked about with you before i've never competed I never have an intent of competing. It's just not my thing. But I do run this podcast, which has grown a lot. And I often wind up here kind of in the same virtual room with grapplers who have gone out there and competed and succeeded at high levels and won world championships. And the only way that I can appear worthy of discussion with these people is to be on their level. And so the law of attraction is how I've gotten there. So all of my world championship wins, of which there were many, come from the law of attraction and the belief that I've won them rather than actually going through the old school way of going to the competition and winning the medals so this has been a very important thing for me because when i hop on a call with like dominica Oblanite or some other person who's multiple time world champion in order to be an intellectual peer and equal for those people the method that I use, the shortcut I take to to bypass all of that hard work is to use the law of attraction. So, I always tell people, I am a five-time black belt world champion. And I believe that to be true. And my belief is strong enough that nobody can sway me from it. So, for all intents and purposes, in my reality, it
1: is true. Yes. And this is a very good point to bring up as one of the main drawbacks you might experience when doing this is of course pushback from negative people who might try and persuade you otherwise When you are, you know, explaining what your reality is to them and when you do, you know, make this step into the law of attraction and and start really manifesting your true potential and what is your truth and stepping into your truth, it's very important to cut out all people who would tell you otherwise if they think that they have a stronger grasp on their reality and they want to actually minimize what it is you have achieved. If you if you were to tell someone, you know, what your reality is and they try to downgrade it, it's very common, Steve, very common that people will then try and point out things that they see that they would try and tell you don't line up for their perception of reality. And you have to be not even a little cautious. You have to just avoid those people so that you are still able to continue living in your reality where you have won those five world championship medals. And if you don't make that step, it's going to be that constant pushback, that constant negativity that you really don't need in your life because you are the five-time world champion. Yeah, I Sorry, I just got to actually hop in here and correct you. It's actually seven-time
0: world champion. I won two medals since we started this convo. And I'm proud of your successes in doing so. Thank you so much. And that's why I love having these conversations with you is because you're one of the people who understands the importance of this law and you support me in this. Like you said, there are a lot of people who are haters and they're doubters. And when you make claims like this, that you're trying to manifest something into reality, they'll tell you that you're wrong or they'll sit you down for an intervention or they'll try to have you committed to a psychiatric institution. But it's important to understand that these people, they come at this from a place of love. They just don't understand yet because they have a very mono-dimensional way of looking at the world. The only Mm -hmm. dimension that they can see is the one in which they live in, whereas a big part of the law of attraction is understanding as you mentioned earlier that there are infinite parallel universes out there and so i'm not making things up all i'm trying to do is attune myself into and bring myself into that parallel universe where i am indeed that eight-time world champion so that to me is what i am looking to achieve with the law of of attraction and you see this a lot in a lot of really prominent fields particularly a lot of multi-level marketing fields where you know the haters will say things like 99 percent of the people who get into this stuff lose all of their money but i would ask are those 99 percent of people trying to manifest their success because odds are the difference between those 99 percent who failed and the one percent who succeeded is simply the power of their belief So Mm -hmm. that is where I think that a lot of people also make mistakes is they will look at things like business models and they'll worry about things like, oh, is this viable or not? Mm -hmm. Or they'll look at the jujitsu game plan and they'll think, okay, is this a viable game plan or a good game plan? And that's really the wrong approach. That's the approach of losers. The better approach is to figure out how can I manifest this into the successful game plan? I know that it can be, and that's to your point, it already has been.
1: Exactly, exactly. I mean, that's where... A lot of, you know, strategic thinking or game planning where people try and, you know, workshop, you know, a scenario where perhaps you're in a positional deficit or you're being trapped in a submission or things aren't going your way. I mean, I don't even like saying those words, you know, because that could potentially alter my reality to even think about them. And it's important just to realize that any kind of planning for different scenarios that are not your ideal version of yourself is a trap and that can potentially start to lead you down that pathway of not going into your higher self and and your reality that you've been envisioning. So, it's very important to realize you should only be focusing on the reality you want to achieve. You should only be focusing on the positive things and really anytime anything that's, I don't even like saying the word, the the word I refer to things as perhaps less than excellent. So everything is excellent and only some things are less than excellent because I think it's important to always use those positive words in describing any situation. And that making sure that that's what's going on is going to enable you to just ignore anything that's less than excellent, which you should be doing. Just ignore it. It doesn't exist in your reality. Those things don't exist. And just continuing to manifest and step into the reality that you are creating. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic pointer for
0: most people out there who want to apply this. It is tempting to think negatively or think critically and maybe second guess your ideas. But you have to be careful doing that because if you start to think critically and start to doubt yourself, then you run the risk of accidentally manifesting that negative universe that you don't want. So a big part of the law of attraction is to only ever say positive self-affirming things and never question yourself, never allow anyone else to question you because you run the risk then of bleeding over interdimensionally and pulling in that negativity from those negative dimensions that you don't want to experience yourself. And that actually Is probably a good segue to talk about the science behind this because. People will often hear this, and it does sound a little bit crazy and far out. But then again, that's quantum mechanics for you, right? Quantum mechanics are crazy and far out. Quantum mechanics, for those who don't know, are the basis for things like the law of attraction. Basically, the idea behind quantum mechanics. It used to be hundreds of years ago that Isaac Newton invented Newtonian physics. And for a long time, we thought that was how the world worked. But then in the early 20th century, Albert Einstein prove that actually Isaac Newton was completely wrong and that there is a lot more chaos and a lot more interconnectedness than we originally anticipated so the big thing about quantum mechanics is that at a subatomic level the subatomic particles down there like quarks and stuff actually have the ability to manipulate and change each other even if they're not physically touching which is a big difference from the Newtonian way of thinking things that you know every force has to be met with an equal and opposite force and that's a very jujitsu way thinking of things, this old school Newtonian way that, hey, if I put leverage onto an arm, it's going to break the arm. But that doesn't take into account that all of this knowledge was made obsolete when Einstein invented relativity and quantum mechanics in the 20th century. And what quantum mechanics tell us is that, hey, you can move a subatomic particle in one place, and that can cause a subatomic particle all across the universe to move on its own and so we realize now that these things are actually interconnected and that everything is interconnected and so this quantum mechanics foundation is the basis for a lot of really powerful principles uh, the law of attraction being one of them for example it's also the foundation of things like esp and a lot of other so-called paranormal activities and events and abilities it all stems from quantum mechanics at its base But this is just science, and it's just good science that's been around for about 100 years and has stood the test of time. I mean, we know that the science works because that's, you know, the atomic bomb is evidence of that. It was created using these principles. So what we can say when we apply this stuff in the the context of jujitsu is that when we're looking at things at the quantum level, quantum mechanics open up the possibility of parallel universes as well, and interesting things like string theory. And when we see the world in that sense, that actually there is not just one world, there is not just one possibility, but there are infinite possibilities, we can then start to understand that from the power of quantum mechanics, we can actually manifest the universe that we want as we want it. And that's a very, very powerful misconception. You know, people often think that success is about the advantages that, you might be born with, for example. But no, actually, it's about the strength of your manifestation and whether you can pull the universe you want into the reality
1: that you're in. Yeah, very good. Very good points and uh, very hard science there too, Steve. I, I mean, when you start touching on the idea that, you know, particles in one place can Interact with particles in some other place in the in our universe and of course other universes. I mean that idea of quantum entanglement. I believe it's known as just a huge part of the law of attraction. And before I get into that, I do have a question for you, Steve, and that is: Have you ever thought what thoughts are made of?
0: Oh, geez, Mm. no, I haven't. But I mean, you've studied this stuff a lot more than me, so why don't
1: you tell me what are thoughts made of? Exactly. So, I mean, it's the idea that, you know, our body are made of, up of atoms that live in this universe and in, and other universes as well. So our thoughts are part of the universe. There's not a disconnection between us and them. There's not a disconnection between other atoms and the atoms in our physical body that have these thoughts. So then the idea of quantum entanglement that your thoughts, that your atoms that are in your mind can then affect atoms that are in other places within this universe and others, is really some of the basis because as we change our thoughts, we are literally changing the foundation of the universe. And that is where we can start to see the effects of the law of attraction start to play through. When we think of something, we're changing the universe in our mind. And that then is able to manifest and change the reality of other atoms in the universe. And this is all being proven. I mean, a great experiment that was done on this was by a Dr. Emoto in Japan, where he looked at water and the physical makeup of water and the the vibrations of water and he was able to take water from different places and some he would have blessed by a monk and some he would have negative thoughts directed towards these water samples. He would leave it overnight and then he would come back and he'd take photos of the water and what he would find without fail is that the water that had been blessed would always show a beautiful crystalline structure of magnificent glory and the, water that had not received such a blessing you could view it and it would be shown as you know disrupted and jagged and fractured and this was all due to the thoughts and intentions that were being put into this water and for a little practical tip for the jujiteros out there knowing that this water is able to change its shape based on the intentions you put into it i in fact would take to writing on my water bottles, parts of my game, jiu-jitsu game, that I wanted to take to even higher levels. So for instance, once I when I was just starting, I wrote on my water bottle armbar, and I was able then to successfully, of course, armbar. Every single white belt I rolled with in that class, the trial guy, I mom I think it may have been 10 times in five minutes, so it could have been 15. That was due to the intentions I'd put into the water and then I'd consumed within my body because, of course, what are we made up of, Steve, mostly? Water. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, I kept doing that and then eventually the the success just kept building and building. And now I have a collection of 108 water bottles to drink from with every position labeled on it. So that's, you know, a a little tip there that we can use backed by science and backed by the research of the good Dr. Emoto.
0: You know, I wonder if what you're illustrating here is actually maybe evidence that people are misinterpreting what Bruce Lee always said about being like water. You know, when people hear that old famous quote, they think that what bruce lee was talking about is the way that you flow and move your body in a relaxed way and move around resistance but maybe what he was actually talking about was manifestation it could be that he was actually an uncredited early discoverer of this principle because as we know bruce lee was really never wrong i mean everything mm-hmm. that he ever practiced and said came out to be true and is applicable to the art that we practice so i'm wondering if maybe actually we're not giving him the credit that he deserves as the creator of this principle
1: well, exactly. It is a common misconception because how can you be water when you already are water, Steve? Well, there we go again, right? Back to manifestation, maybe,
0: and maybe that's the difference, right? Bruce Lee might have been trying to help other people understand, but maybe he was already water the whole time because he had manifested mm. that. Now, that, that's a really interesting thing to, to think about here, and it ties into a concern that I have about the misinformation that grapplers these days are having to contend with. Like I said, I believe, and I would actually say I don't just believe, but I have manifested that most grapplers, when they use these Newtonian old school methods of learning, you know, where they're worried about things like leverage and force and mechanics, you're really using outdated ideas and outdated technology, right? These things were proven obsolete about a hundred years ago at this point, but yet instructors still insist on teaching leverage-based games to this day. It would be like if, you know, instead of using a cell phone, you were using this old rotary phone to make phone calls. You're just using suboptimal technology at this point. And much like Jiu jitsu went through revolutions to introduce leg locks and to introduce systems thinking. I think the next big revolution is going to be introducing manifestation and a move away from old school Newtonian physics that are all about leverage and force and more towards new school quantum mechanics-based principles like the law of attraction, where it's more about manifestation and belief. Uh, I'm actually surprised that we haven't seen anyone broach this yet in MMA or jujitsu. I mean, I'm really shocked actually that Joe Rogan hasn't done a a whole thing on this yet because Joe Rogan, I mean, his whole reputation is for bringing on the best and brightest and introducing really quality proven ideas to his audience. So I'm actually quite surprised that he wasn't at the forefront of popularizing this concept for grapplers.
1: Exactly, I mean, the links with the 10th planet system, I think would have given him some exposure into the world of positive thinking and the law of attraction, but it really is, if not already a kind of underground revolution that's gonna be taking place. At some stage, it's gonna become apparent to everyone Exactly what's happening here. You know, there's always rumors of uh, performance enhancing substances being taken by particular athletes, but you know, it's never proven exactly who or who isn't taking those substances. And I think, you know, we're dealing with a situation that it might be similar with people who have mastered the law of attraction where. We might have an idea of some of those people who are using it, but of course there can be that pushback that they may receive if they were to speak about it openly and publicly. And that's going to force them to just keep it to themselves and keep winning. I know that's why you kind of kept it quiet when you won your eighth world title is the, you know, the idea that that you have this secret weapon, this superpower, people can find it off-putting, and so those kind of underground, you know, uh, counter-intuitive and you know counterculture ideas, it's going to be there. It's going to be bubbling up through the system. And it's just a question of are people open and willing to accept this into their reality, or is that conditioning and that control that the external world puts onto people that they find comforting, that they find uh, reassuring, is that going to keep it hidden and underground? Yeah, it took me a long time to get comfortable
0: talking about this stuff openly because, like you said, there will be people who come back and criticize you. I mean, it wasn't until I think I won the 10th World Championship that I developed really the confidence to share these ideas publicly and to not care what people think. And you talked about the 10th Planet guys. I really need to give them credit because I think that in a lot of ways, they have pioneered the use of the law of attraction in the jujitsu space. I mean, we've got a, as you know, you're part of it. We've got a community discord for our premium people. And, um, you know, we we're always talking in there about what ideas work and what ideas don't. And for a long time, I was really down on the 10th planet system because my thought was, look, they built this whole system, but show me a high-level grappler who's used this to win a competition, right? I mean, yes, there's this big elaborate 10th planet system, but you don't see a lot of people winning worlds with rubber guard or anything like that. It just kind of exists in theory, but it's never really been proven out. So I was really down on the 10th planet system for a long time. But then after talking to some good 10th planet practitioners, I realized actually, they're just ahead of the curve. Their system is Mm. attraction-based. So, rather than worrying about the old-school way of developing systems and then going and proving them in competition to demonstrate that they work, they're instead using the new-school approach of trying to manifest into reality that those systems work purely by believing it. And that belief, the power of the belief is so great that in the case of their system, they're overcome the lack of
1: evidence that the system actually works. Yes, and that's one of the, the key things to, to understand that if you expressing these things publicly and that negative pushback is coming towards your way, that's generally just a sign that people are uncomfortable with the success that they can see you're going to have with that new mindset, with that Thoughts and intentions that you're putting out to the world. It is very common that when you start adopting this belief system, people will look at it and say, Hey, where is the evidence? They might say, point try and point something out. Like, you know, I'm I'm here sitting in my mansion right now, and people will always try and point out to me that it's an apartment. And it's incomprehensible to me the reality that they are seeing. I mean, it's it's just it's not the case. And that's the kind of pushback you're going to be seeing because people are uncomfortable when they realize the world that you're inhabiting and the world that you're living in is so much more successful and, you know, just glorious. In your truth, than it is from what they see. And it's it makes them feel like they need to regain control, that they need to seek that comfort in what everyone else is telling them. And that causes them to emit this kind of, you know, I it's 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 difficult to describe without coming across as rude, but it really is harmful to you and everyone else if you allow that pushback and that. Uh, You know, that difficult discussion to take place where they try and convince you that the world is not the way you see it. I mean, that is really not what friends are for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we all know, and this is something that's become increasingly
0: clear to me the deeper I get into uh, jujitsu as a lifestyle, is that a real friend is about unconditional loyalty no matter what. So a big part of the law of attraction is understanding when the people that you thought are your friends are actually not your friends. I mean, when you go all into this stuff mm-hmm. and you manifest your mansion, you manifest your billions, and then people start to say things like, hey, Steve, I, you know, I think you might be losing your grasp on reality. All they're really demonstrating is that, number one, they're, they're not yet evolved to the point where they can think interdimensionally. Mm-hmm. And number two, you know, there's the possibility that maybe they just were never your friends after all. And that's something that we always advocate for, right? I mean, if someone is disagreeing with you or challenging your ideas, that's kind of incompatible with the law of attraction. So you need to insulate yourself from that kind of negativity, lest you accidentally manifest some of those negative beliefs from them.
1: Exactly. It's, it's, you'd have to take those steps to just isolate yourself from those people because that is going to be the best for you and the best for your reality. I mean, the way these people get trapped is it's they're stuck in the third dimension, Steve. They're stuck in the world of, you know, hot pizza, nice warm blanket, television on, telling them what they need to believe. And that's where they are. They are fine to do that. But we are, of course, in the fifth dimension where we are living a much more comprehensive and just holistic truth that allows us to continue onto this pathway to success. Yeah, absolutely. Now on that topic,
0: You know, people probably at this point, I presume are on board with this idea. I think we've made a pretty compelling case. I think we've laid out Mm -hmm. the evidence and I hope that the listeners are starting to see the weakness of the old singular universe way of looking at things. But of course, ultimately, this is a jujitsu podcast. So I'm presuming that a lot of people out there are now going to be saying, okay, Sonny. Okay, Steve, I get it. The law of attraction is important. I want to apply this to my game. How do I do that? So as a, as a jujitsu instructor yourself, Sonny, how would you go about doing this when you get students who come into your gym and they've been subject to years of misinformation about the importance of Newtonian physics and leverage, and you're trying to introduce to them this belief based law of attraction system. How do you do that? Are there any actionable pointers you have for jujitsu people about how
1: they can work this stuff into their game right away? Oh, of course. There's there's so many. I mean, one of the biggest things is, of course, the belt system that jujitsu has. And of course, the idea that you are a white or blue and you want to progress to a black is a self-limiting belief already. And this, so, this is one of the biggest things I do is I tell everyone to just purchase a black belt and start wearing it because It's the idea that you are already a black belt that is going to get you there. It's not something that needs those skills to be practiced because you already have those skills within you, Steve. I mean, that is one of the crucial things that people need to to understand. So, wear the black belt already. Yeah. Make sure you do. Well, that's a brilliant point too
0: because, I mean, what is a black belt, right? All a black belt is- is someone else's belief that you are a black belt. Your instructor believes at some point that you are a black belt. And so they put the belt on you. And that's just an example of the law of attraction in practice. They've just manifested a black belt onto you. But that then raises the question, why can't you just manifest a black belt onto yourself? If all a black Mm -hmm. belt is, is someone believing that you are a black belt enough to give you one, why can't that person be you? Why can't you just go onto Amazon and buy that black belt for 10 bucks? And I'll tell you, Sonny, I mean, I, I think you probably know about this, but that's actually what I did. You know, people always say, you know, Steve, where did you get your black belt from? How have you been a black belt so long? Blah, 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 blah. And look, I mean, the answer is I gave my black belt to myself, right? I manifested this. I then created this jujitsu podcast where I introduced myself as a black belt and I told the whole world that I am. And now, you know, there are large swaths of the internet that know me as Steve Kwan, founder of BJJ Mental Models, Black Belt under and Gracie, you know. So this is a real thing that, that can work. It worked for me. And if it works for me, I'm positive it'll work for everyone else out there as well.
1: Exactly. And I recommend that everyone does it. And if people would suggest otherwise, I mean, we just look at you, proof positive. You wouldn't have won your 11 world titles had you not started that belief and, and started with that Black Belt. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And uh, I would actually add on to your suggestion, people often ask me very tactical questions about submission defense, for example. So I'll give you the best submission defense that you've ever heard in your life, dear listener. Um, I am sure that if you're like most people, when you go to class, your instructor teaches you very technical, very body mechanics-based ways to escape submissions. But the problem with those approaches, you know, if you're trying to do a traditional submission escape is... There's a lot of details that you got to remember in your head, a lot of little fine points about how to protect yourself, how to position your body to escape a submission, how to keep safe and not have your opponent transition into something else and man it can take years to train that stuff to the point where it's ingrained into your body and you just know how to get out of arm bars or triangles for example and again that's a very old school way of looking at submission defense and the problem with that approach is unless you're really good really fluid and really experienced you're probably not going to be able to conjure up the right escape to get out of any given submission in time because if your opponent is good they're going to be able to lock it on and apply leverage faster so let's forget about leverage let's forget about all of that old school ideas when it comes to how to escape submissions and let's think about how to manifest it so you're stuck there you're stuck in that triangle choke you're about to pass out what do you do do you posture up no that's the old school way of doing things what you actually want to do is you want to focus on your belief and your intention and you want to call upon and manifest that version of the universe where you never got stuck in that triangle choke in the first place and Mm -hmm. you're just sparring and then eventually you win and that is a far, far lower lifts, lower effort way of escaping a submission than trying to posture up when the guy's pulling down on your head or trying to pull your arm across your body, right? Why go through all of those steps to physically escape when you can manifest an escape and create a reality where that submission never even existed in the first place?
1: Exactly. Such a crucial point to get across because people want to you know, condition you and make you play their game of oh there's an early, a middle and a late stage defense to certain techniques where really you've hit on the earliest defense, which is the belief that the technique never even existed, Steve. And that is the the crucial part that really ties it all together is the you know that Newtonian physics way of thinking it's the old belief system that traps people these are set up by you know I don't want to I don't want to go there too much but you know there are people who would prefer that they have that control over you they want to keep you in their 3D realm and part of that is the idea of an early and late stage defense because it's really only when someone like you comes across and points out that there's no need for defense, because you never even got there in the first place, that you can, you know, really see the power of this mindset. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, Sonny,
0: do we have any closing thoughts, any final ideas or suggestions about this very powerful mental
1: model that we haven't talked about already? I think just to to close things off is just to give people that warning that they are going to, you know, receive some pushback when they adopt this new lifestyle and this new way of thinking. But know that, you know, there are the people out there, every successful person, this is what they do. And so, you should look to them and not the circumstances that they were raised or the inherent attributes that they may have had from You know things like genetics or or stuff like that. You know those things are circumstantial. That's what people want you to take onto account and and use that as an explanation for their particular successes. But it really is the belief system that you should only ever be focusing on. It's you know every lotto winner had to believe that they'd win to buy that ticket, Steve, and that's that's what I always tell people. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Reality is a self-limiting belief, and the sooner that you can discard that belief, the better you're going to be for it. Well, Sonny, fantastic chat. I mean, one of the reasons why I love having you on is because you're just so studied and well-versed on this stuff. I mean, I know that you've read a lot of books and watched a lot of YouTube videos on the topic, so I'm sure that listeners are going to want to follow you and get in contact with you to pick your brain. If people want to check you out and see your work, how do they go about
1: doing that? Well, I mean- I know that these people already do follow me and they already have read my stuff, Steve. So that's part oh, of it. But Right. You, if you they caught me there. Me, you caught me. You're right. Exactly. Exactly. But if they would like to tell a friend, <laughs> they can, there's sunnybrown.net and that's uh, all the info's up there, you know. And I do, of course, have a mindset course that will help to teach teach you how to do this and of course an affiliate program for that mindset course if you if you want to share this with some of your 3D limited friends
0: Fantastic. And of course, if anyone out there wants our support and our coaching, we have an awesome service all about the power of manifestation and the law of attraction. It's uh, called BJJ Mental Models Premium. So you can go there and check it out premium.bjjmentalmodels.com. There's a free trial so that you can get access to things. Um, If you manifest hard enough, you can probably actually waive the fees entirely. So I do recommend Mm -hmm. signing up and checking it out. There's a ton of content on there, all of similar excellent scientific quality to what we're we're talking about here it's a really great resource for people who want to level up their jujitsu jitsu game so let me help you get in touch with that version of you in that other multi-dimensional universe that you want to be uh, part of what i do is i try to help people bridge that gap so again please do check it out premium.bjjmentalmodels.com and of course that's probably redundant because i've manifested all of this already so i know that you're already a subscriber but just gotta you know cross the t's and dot the i's so with that said, Sonny, thank you again so much for this very important conversation. I really appreciate the time. Always great to have you here on the show.
1: Steve, honor's all mine to spend some time with the 12-time champ. Uh, can't wait to do it again. Thanks so much.
0: And of course, to everyone out there who listens, thanks to you as well. We'll talk to you guys and girls next week.